biggest obstacle in front of all of us from our success and our failures is ourselves. Now, that's not being critical. I'm not being pessimistic. I'm not putting out pain out there so you should feel bad for yourself. It's the acknowledgement that you are 100% responsible for your success. Welcome to Riding the Big Wheel. I'm your host, Michelle Seeger, and today I am so excited and thrilled to have Ricky Kamen here with us live at our studio. Ricky is a mindset expert, motivational speaker, author, and TV personality who is here to tell us if we change the way we think, we can change our world. Ricky, thank you so much for being here with us today. I've really been looking forward to the conversation. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Let's dive into the conversation. All right. So before we get started on our topic, which is really all about mindset and how we change how we think, I thought it would be really great for you to just talk to people about how you got to where you are. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And I, I, you know, I was thinking about you and I'm like calling you the mindset man around the office. I'm telling everyone who the mindset man's coming. How did you get into this? And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, I used to say misspent youth. That's what I used to say. <laughs> um, so the short story is, is that I was always an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. At, literally at 10 years old, I got my first job and I was a magician. I was oh. a childhood magician. And that led into me doing big, bigger shows. And then one day I met this hypnotist and I was blown away by what I was watching. Mm. And reason why is because once I understood the simplicity of what this technique was, it wasn't about a swinging watch or putting people in a trance or making them do things. It was really giving people more power to do things. And I'm like, wow, I'll educate people. I'll create something the opposite Mm. of what people thought. So then I created a comedy hypnosis show where I hypnotized people, but it was educational at the same time. It, it had this kind of hidden agenda subliminally was showing people they have more power to do things in their lives than they ever thought they could. They can relax. They can de-stress. They can focus better. Wow. And I'm a young man at the time going, this is really cool. I'm just going to do the opposite. I'm not going to reinvent <laughs> the wheel. I'm just going to make a really, really good wheel. And that's how my career started, which then led into people mm. seeing the show going, this is the coolest thing I ever saw. What a great experience. The volunteers are talking about it. I started speaking on it. Mindset became my passion. Uh, talking wow. about it, frame of mind, presence, um, balance, uh, persistence, resilience, all these things, these words, how do we put meaning of those words for each individual to become a better version of themselves? So as my career grew, uh, my, which I still do to this day, mm-hmm. is my comedy show at, at events around the world. Uh, I also speak on mindset. So in a typical situation, a company will have me come in and do my show for fun entertainment, but it really sets the tone, it sets the, the mood, and it sets me up for success when I come back the next day and I go, okay, now let me show you how to do this. You want to be a better leader, a better wow. sales individual, you want to be a exe- better executive. By the way, you want to be better at home to your significant other, you want to be able to be a better communicator, I guarantee you already know what you want to do. Let me show you how to get out of your own way and be a better version of yourself every single day. Wow. Okay. So long answer to a quick uh, no. question, but you know, it's, it's interesting that it's, it's, it didn't mean to interrupt you, yeah. but you know, it's, it's, I just, I, I've always been one of these guys that just kind of looks at things. Okay. How do I look at this in a different point mm-hmm. of view? And how can I show people this? So there's no secret here. I'm telling people all the time, like, show show me your secrets. I go, uh, I'm already revealing them already. And I'm going to show you already have the secret within, secret within yourself. 
No, so I, I'm saying, wow, because I really appreciate you giving the whole context of that. Um, I think it's fascinating. It's really interesting. You clearly have the passion for it. I am totally scared that you're going to hypnotize me. I mean, I already made that perfectly clear to you. Um, but let's start by talking about the power of your thoughts and the power of your mind. So you have said, if we change the way we think, we can change our own world. Right. Our reality we, every day, our present moment. Uh, for those of you listening, you're leaders, you're entrepreneurs, you're, yeah. you're ambitious, right? I mean, that's why you're listening. Uh, you're not failures. I mean, I, I don't think any. <laughs> so, and, and by the way, uh, you know, even when we fail, do we learn? Sure. I think we do. So I think that if you change your process of the way you think every single day, you explore opportunities. And so change is not, to me, a frustration. Change is not an obstacle. Change is not fear of failure. Change is, well, I could be better today than I was yesterday. And if I change the way I think about that, it becomes my internal programming to look for ways to grow. So having a growth mindset is not having the same software that runs every single day that's that's outdated, a growth mindset is, okay, I'm going to update that software daily. I'm going to look for a new way of working because our, our phones work the same way. Our mm -hmm. computers, they're, they're software driven. Without the software, it's just a blank hard drive. Well, so is our mind. Mm -hmm. So right now, if you're a leader and you, you, you're successful, which I, I know you are because that's why you're listening and you're investing yourself and you want to get value out of this time listening to our conversation. <laughs> we don't want to bore you, but you realize that you are a creature of more information. You're a creature of what else, else, what else is out there? What else don't I know? Or how unaware are, am I of being unaware of the things that I, I, I'm capable of doing? So when we talk about mindset, that doesn't mean you, you are in control of bad things happening to you. Bad things are going to happen to you. They could. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is it's how we, well, somebody said to me once, it's not what happens. It's not that you fall down. What matters is what you do after you get right. back up. Right, right. It, you can't control the world around us, but you mm. can control how you perceive and react to the world that you're living in. So when somebody comes to you with negativity, frustration, anger, yeah. whatever it may be, you can be the sounding board or are you going to absorb it and now you're negative. So you can't mm. control what somebody else says, but you can control your reaction to that. So as, as a leader, and I think great leaders do this every day, every single day, they lead by example. They lead within themselves. They show confidence and self-esteem. They show that they're human. And they show that they have perseverance and fortitude. And they have real true meaning to those words. And they update their software every single day of how they react to those things. Hmm. Okay, so I would imagine that a lot of people that are listening, they're saying, okay, this makes sense. You know, it... it seems like it's something that we could do. And I would imagine that others are saying it's too good to be true. So what do you say to each of those <laughs> people? Like, it's possible, but I don't even know what to do about this. And then it's just too good to be true. I'm going to give you a simple analogy here. If you woke up in the morning and you said, oh, it's going to be a bad day. I got too much on my plate. I don't think mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to get everything done. I'm going to be short on a lot of things. It's going to be frustrating. I'm dealing with the economy. I'm dealing with the nose. I'm dealing with the supply chain. I'm dealing with the new structure. I'm dealing with all the, 
And then on the way to work, you get a flat tire. Mm -hmm. What does that person say? See, I told you so. I told you it was going to be a bad day. Mm. Now, wow. I know this seems simplistic. I know that seems so elementary when you really think about it. But I truly believe that somebody that masters their mindset looks at that, steps back from it. Wow, that could have been worse. Hmm. That flat tire, I could have caused an accident. I could have been hurt. Somebody else could have been hurt. So I'm lucky at this point that I got the flat tire and now I'm safe and now I'm able to call for security and somebody to help me. So I think it's perspective. So when somebody is a naysayer, they say, well, it just seems too simple to think positively. Well, no, you think it's the way you look at how you absorb information, how you process that information. Because when you were a kid, the fears and phobias and, and that we have now as adults, yeah. they weren't there. Hmm. The playing field was even, even though the, our biggest problem was, is, you know, who am I going to get picked for, for, you know, uh, kickball? <laughs> that was our biggest problem, you know? That was a problem for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, think about the problems we have now. Are they problems? Are they just stepping stones of learning? You know, if you look at failure sometimes, is it failure when it happens once? Or maybe if it happens all the time, is that failure? How do we correct it? How do we learn from the experience? How do we appreciate what we have? Yeah. You know, the avoidance in our lives sometimes. You know, do, you know, sometimes we have to look at it with a different perspective. Cherish the time that we had with somebody versus not having it now. I mean, again, it's just, it's the appreciation of how we absorb that software that goes between our ears. Like golfers always say, the hardest game is the distance between our ears. The hardest, huh. hardest part of the game, the hardest putt sometimes is that space between our ears. That six inches between each ear can be the longest yard. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Because I, I do find, and we'll, we'll get into a little bit of language, but I do find that when I believe I really can do something or I really believe a certain thing, I mean, all right, I'll be transparent. I was just coming into this podcast and I looked at myself and I said, in the mirror as I'm like putting lipstick on, I said, why do I feel like I look awful today? And then I said, why did I just say I look awful today? What's wrong with you? You don't look awful today. And then I walked out, right? <laughs> I'm like, why do we do that? It's what I heard somebody over there talking. Was that you? It no, was okay. me talking to me. <laughs> why, why do we tend to really focus on the negative sometimes, you know, in, instead of, on the positive and the things that are right and good. You know, are we a society of, of appearance? Is it the social media? Is it, you know, perception? Is it our culture? Is it what we're exposed to? I, hmm. You know, it's, it's not, is it really worth diving or too much into it? Probably not. But the nice thing is that you caught it because you are human. We are going to look at ourselves and be our worst critic at times. But even when we're our worst critic, we also can be our biggest cheerleader. Yeah. And so you pivoted from that negativity, you acknowledged it, you owned it, and you realized the voice that's being negative is yours. I know, and, it, and the voice was wrong. Let's just, for the record, right. the voice was wrong. Okay, so you wrote a book, Leverage Your Mindset. We got a copy right here. I'm reading it. I am only um, through the first three chapters because it's, you know, 14 chapters and you say to read one chapter a day, which I am. Uh, one thing I do, I do follow directions right on that Good. stuff. Good. But I saw the end. I see the book as like a real how-to. And by the way, the app that goes with the book, I found to be really helpful. It's really a method. 
that you're, it is, you're it is. helping people kind of think about how they change their mindset. Because I think that's the most difficult part is like, what do I do? Okay, Michelle, I'm going to be honest. 10 years ago, I wrote this book and it was a textbook. It was, huh. theory, it was theory. It was science. It was everything about mindset and meditation and our breath. And we pitched it to a publisher and the publisher wanted to buy it. And we walked out of the meeting and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this deal. And everybody thought I was crazy. I go, this is going to fail. There's no difference wow. between this book and every other book that's educational. And, and, and it was more of a teaching book of just content. It was boring. It was vanilla as far. And there's nothing wrong with vanilla. I love vanilla, but there was nothing that excited me about it. So we, we passed on the deal. And it was wow. about uh, 2018, 17 is when I said, okay, I'm going to take that content. Now I know how to do it even better now. And really, if people want to change, they already know that there's a philosophy and there's a structure and then there's, you know, there's an education. Let me just show them a simple way of doing it. I've been doing this my entire life. I'm going to create a 14-day plan, spend five or 10 minutes a day, change one habit to create another habit. That's right. Hmm. Habits can be bad and habits can be good because we are, we, we're steadfast on, well, if I have a habit, it must be bad. No, you have a habit of love and you have a habit of laughing and you have a habit hmm. of eating and getting dressed in the morning. So we have a habit of becoming mindful. So in essence, to say what you just said, yes, all I'm asking you to do is read a chapter a day for 14 days and don't stop. Just keep going. See where it takes you. And yes, by taking in a new information every single day, you start to engrave a new software. And that new software starts to change the way you think. And that new software starts to change your world, your present moment right now today. Okay, so I've got a lot of questions. Now, I'm going to start with, there are three things that I'm going to call them imperatives that you basically kind of set the whole stage for if you're going to change your mindset, you got to believe a few things or there's like a few concepts. And the one thing is believing that. So I'll, I'll kind of read these and I'd like you to comment on them. The one which is changing your mental software, you'll change your life. Mm -hmm. So you got to believe that that is true. You're an asset. You are an asset. And you'll, you'll talk about the most valuable asset. And we're going to get into that. Um, and the way you think either grows it or drains it. And the third thing you said was choose to be happy. I think we all have a choice. So talk about that. I mean, I think that we have a choice to put meaning to happiness. Mm -hmm. What, what does happiness mean to you? Is it breath? Is it life? Is it shelter? Is it food? Is it mm -hmm. comfort? Is it love? Uh, is it gratification? Is it, is it uh, acknowledgement of good work? I think yeah, every day you, you figure out what happiness is. It's not just one thing that I can answer right now. Mm -hmm. If I asked you what's hap what makes you happy, you might just say because you got up today. You know, uh, um, I, I remember one time getting on the shuttle bus at the airport, some city I was getting on, and I was, I don't know where I was. And uh, Obviously, my face showed negativity because I'm human. I, I must have, something must have happened. And the, I was the only one on the bus, and the driver looked over at me and goes, you're not having a good day. And I said, oh, well, I guess put in better perspective, I could probably change my mindset about that. Hmm. I kind of was, you know, the teacher needed to be taught. I said, how's your day? He goes, I'm on the right side of the dirt. Wow. 
and he said it with such confidence. I'm like, look what this one person did for me. I'm the teacher of presence and, and mindfulness, and I had to be reset and redirected. So I think every day we, if we just acknowledge happiness, um, you can be as successful, you can be a phenomenal leader, um, CEO or salesperson, but we're still human and we still should identify our happiness every day. You don't have to be open with it. You don't have to tell everybody, you know, and show weakness, but you can be happy. And I think it goes back to when you do that, you invest in yourself. So when you say that, choosing to be happy, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean, though, that you don't acknowledge, I don't know, sadness. Well, Someone passes away or things happen. I mean, it's okay, but... You know, I because I, I think about, you know, really difficult things that can happen that create sure. sadness, and you're not saying fake it. Not at all. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging things in our lives. Uh, you're human. I'll say this a thousand more times today. We're human. You know, we're not perfect. Um, we're, not, uh, we're not a machine. Yeah. But that's the difference between us. We do have emotions, and, and the difference is, is that we, we know we put mean to the emotion. So, yep. <clears throat> excuse me, let, let's go, Lind, let, let's talk about AI for a second. Yep. It's fascinating. It's incredible. I, I you know, I, I think it's just so cool. Uh, AI right now is like what the internet was when it was first introduced to people. I say that too. Yeah. So don't you feel that way? It's going to be part of us so, yeah. so much. People, there's going to be a time where people are going to like, well, I don't even remember a time that AI wasn't right. there. But here's the difference. If you ask AI a question, it knows how to finish the question or the answer and pulls information mm-hmm. and de- deciphers what to say. But does AI know what the meaning is? Does it have mm. an emotional connection with AI? Now, you can maybe argue that AI does know how to create an emotional response from you, but your individual feeling is yours. Mm. You own that. So let's go one step farther. Um, if I asked you to, to take a piece of a wedge of a lemon right now and okay. put that in your mouth and bite down, mm. have you ever had a lemon before? Have, yes. have you ever bitten down on a lemon? Yeah. What's going through your mindset right Ooh, now? Oh, my jaw's hurting actually. <laughs> you know, like I'm getting these sour feeling in okay. my mouth. Yeah. Now, if I ask five people that same question, they're going to have probably a different, somewhat yeah. maybe similar response. Now, if you've never had a lemon before, you would have no idea what I'm talking about or the feeling or the reaction that you had. So my idea is AI is exciting because it's not going to replace the human reaction or feeling because everybody, every human is different. Yeah. Your reaction is different. That's your software. So hmm. that feeling of that, that lemon, that reaction, that sourness that you experienced was banked somewhere in the back of your mind. Hmm. And I asked you to pull it forward. Whether that was last week or 10 years ago, Look how relevant it was at that very moment. You can almost taste the lemon squishing in your I mouth. was actually a little kid. Yeah, for a second. Yeah. So that's what makes you unique. That's mm-hmm. what makes you so special is because your interpretation is yours. Hmm. Okay, so. You're not going to have a lemon today, are you? <laughs> you, I'm not. So it's very interesting. I mean, I was very little, and I remember where I was. Um, I was sitting in, it was called Valley's Steakhouse. And I thought they were oranges, right? I was probably like five, and I grabbed it and shoved it in my mouth. Yeah. And I can feel it. And it's funny how the memory. Yeah. Were you thinking about that memory yesterday? No. No. Five minutes ago? No. But right now, 
That's what makes us so unique is that we have this unlimited space of a hard drive. You know, we have hard drives now. We have the static drives, yeah. no movable parts, but they're still limited on how much information is there. Yep. Um, the difference between the hard drives that are physically there in front of us that stores the software and our internal software, our hard drive, is that the possibilities are unlimited unless you think they're there. Wow. So if you are a leader right now, you're an entrepreneur, you lead a group of people or you're starting out in business mm-hmm. or you're saying, I'm, I'm doing a pivot shift in my life and I'm starting mm-hmm. a new career for the first time, your destination is unlimited. It's unlimited unless you think it's limited. That's really powerful. Um, okay, I want to bring a, an idea here. So your method that you have, it's not just, you know, this motivational talk. I mean, it's not. You, you're getting down to some practical things, and you ask people to get a little introspective. Very true, very true. I ask people to get personal with themselves. Not out loud, not, not verbally getting personal and sharing, but I'm saying get personal with yourself. Really just have a conversation with yourself. It's okay. Because when you do, you self-discover. When you start to have a conversation with yourself and realize what words you're saying, what thoughts you're thinking, what what memories you're bringing forward, Mm -hmm. it's a very powerful thing. And I think that that's the trait. If you ask the people we admire in life, I mean, I'm sure we all, I'm sure you have people that, whether it's a next door neighbor or it's a, other businesswoman that you would really admire, if you sat down and had a conversation, I bet you they give credit to the, the training, their skill sets, the mm-hmm. practice, the years of hard work, no overnight success. You know, it's preparation, you know, uh, of everything we do uh, that meets the talent that they have. But I think the one trait that they will probably stand up and say is the most powerful trait is belief. Belief in themselves. Mm. We are, as an individual... I truly believe we are 1,000% responsible for our accountability, for our success and our failures. Everything we do from our our love to our significant others to our love and passion for our businesses, Mm -hmm. how committed you are is your belief in how you are going to succeed. I think if you give yourself that, well, this is it, this is as good as it's going to get, or I'm settling, or I'm comfortable with the status quo, and that becomes your software. But the people that I think we really admire are the ones that, even when they fail, they go, man, wow, I want to be that. Well, you are that. You just haven't realized it yet. So everybody is capable of that. Well, yeah, we, hear these stories. we hear these stories yeah. about <clears throat> people coming from different countries with no education. They came here with $50 in their pocket. And they, was it luck? No, it was drive. It was passion. It was hard work. How many? How many? Sorry, I'm stumbling over the words. How many entrepreneurs or executives I've interviewed in my career, and I've said, "Well, what's the one factor that made you more successful than anybody else?" Mm-hmm. And usually, they all alluded to the same thing: hard work, yeah. showing up, showing up. <laughs> it's not rocket wow. science. Showing up, yeah. putting more into it, not just settling. You know, that's interesting. You reminded me um, when I was training for my first triathlon, the, um, my coach, we would meet at 530 in the morning and every you know, it was a, a group of us. And every day he would remind us, 80% of your workout is done. Yeah. 
because 80% of it was just making the decision to show up this morning. The rest is going to be easy. Right. Yeah. Show up every single day. Show up for yourself. Yep. Show up for yourself. You've heard that phrase before. I'm sure you've heard somebody say it to you. Show up for yourself. Now, I'm asking you to put meaning to that. I'm actually mm-hmm. asking you to visualize. Show up for yourself. So Show yourself that you are more talented every day, more capable, more driven, more passionate. You get to choose. Okay, so... Getting down to the practicality of this, you ask actually people to think about three different things. And I want to talk about these. And I really struggled with these when I was answering them about myself. And I'll explain why after. What I'd love for you to um, kind of talk about some of these. So the first thing that you ask people to think about, and it really did help me, by the way, in understanding how to change my mindset. What makes you unique? That's the first question. Now, I sit here and say, I'm not unique. Like, what makes me unique? I, what does that mean? And I, I struggle with that because I guess every time I think about what makes someone unique, I'm thinking about a standout, different And I don't think about me, right? But clearly, there's got to be something unique about me, I guess. But anyway, these questions were kind of hard. So then the second one was, what do you bring to the table that makes a difference? Believe it or not, I I was able to answer that one. And then in what areas are you an expert? That's another one where I went, oh, my God, I'm not an expert in anything, right? I mean, and again, I am, right? I should say that I am. But um, in what areas are you an expert? I really put a lot of thought because then, of course, maybe it's the analyst in me. I'm like, define expert. What does expert mean? How good do I really have to be to be expert, right? I'm thinking through those things. But um, I'd love for for you to kind of talk to people about, you know, it changed me, by the way, like just answering those about me and looking at them. But I'd like you to share why just answering these three questions, you know, how you came up with these and like how they help you really frame your mind and change your mindset. I think you can ask yourself a question every single day to help Mm. reset and redirect your mind. I think it's a matter of, again, I'm going back to the analogy. Our personalities, our likes, our dislikes, our feelings, our emotions, everything we do every single day, our decisions, our conclusions, our actions, our arguments, and our resolutions are usually predetermined or laid out or played out in that space between our ears. It's called our mindset. It's who we are. As we grow in life from our teens to our 20s to, you know, wherever you are in life, our mindset is this powerful tool that gives you this platform to either like or dislike something, bring the emotion forward. When we ask ourselves questions, we start to realize, well, maybe some of the patterns and habits that have served us at some point aren't working for us anymore. Mm. Maybe they were great for us then, but maybe if we serve ourselves better with new software, meaning asking myself the question of what am I good at? What am I capable of? What's my purpose? What's my passion? What makes me unique? I mean, just think about that question. If you overthink the question, you start, well, what's, wait a minute. Is there only one you? Is there only one you? Yes. So you are unique. So it's kind of a trick question. Mm. There's only one you. You're the brand. Regardless what you do, there's only one you. Even if you have a wow. twin that looks like you, the twins are still different and unique. 
So I think we have to step back and really put meaning to the, I mean, put meaning to the words with different meaning. I am unique. I am capable. I have talent. I am an expert. I, I, I have value to a conversation. I have value to my team. We run through life sometimes so unconscious of being un, so unconscious of being unconscious. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're so wow. unaware of un, how unaware we are. Mm-hmm. Now, if you dive deeper into that statement, what patterns and habits have you created that you're not even aware of mm. that might be holding you back? Or what are those things that actually do, that you do do that push you forward? So it's not about acknowledging negativity or the things you're doing wrong. What are you doing right? Because where you are today, you've done something right. Let's figure that out and let's feed the fire of those talents even more. I did notice that all those three questions are very positive. Like they're really positive things about, you know, yourself. And I feel as if, or, you know, I'm, I'm kind of focused a lot on where are the areas I need to improve. But it really opened my mind a little bit about myself when I ask myself those three questions. When I think about what are the things that are next. Yeah. Well, it goes, we kind of touched on this earlier. You know, we start out going to grade school. Yeah. Then middle school, then high school. And then we discover that we maybe we want to go higher education. We want to college. Oh, we want to go to master's. Mm-hmm. And then once we're in the business world and in real life and we're adulting, well, we might have to do a recertification once a year. Why is education, once we get to a certain age, just one of those, oh, I better requalify, I got to reset, I got to get my mm. certification. Why isn't every day in education? Why don't we work on our skill sets every single day? Now, yet, when you're with some organizations, yes, there's new training, but I'm talking about constantly training that we are all students of life. Wow. We're all students of life. If you look at it that way, then you realize, well, I can. Remember when we were a freshman, and now we're a senior, how much more we know? Well, think about every day, how much more you would know if you just realize that you're constantly in school. Let me ask your advice. So those questions that, you know, I told you I was struggling with, particularly like what's unique about me, is it good, bad, indifferent? What are your thoughts on if you ask a few trusted people who may know you, who you believe will give you the right or what they really believe, ask them to tell you what they think? Boy, you're asking me. You're asking me if it's okay to ask people for their like, opinion? Yeah, I mean, is it a good thing? I mean, I, I, as I thought through it, I thought, well, wait, I should answer this, what I believe first, because I don't want it to, like, change based on what others though? are saying. Isn't that the most important, what you believe about yourself? You just answered the question. So I, 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 think, it's, I think that's probably one of the most important what do you believe about you? Because mm. somebody else's opinion shouldn't matter to you. Now we all have friendships and we can all have conversations. So here's, here's a challenge for the listeners. If you're, and especially yep. I'm assuming that your listeners are, are, are leaders, correct? Yep. Uh, who, yep. Who's your biggest demographic? A lot of women. Okay. Um, women in leadership are those that want to hear about the personal and professional stories of women in leadership. Okay. Be- because they strive to figure out what they do so we yes. can adapt to those things. Right. So I'm going to challenge everybody out there listening with this simple question. If you could come up with one word that describes you, 
is that word what somebody else would use when you're not in the room? So if you think that about yourself, do other people think it about you? And if you're saying, well, I think this, I'm great, do other people think you're great? If you think you're great, how do you project that to other people? Hmm. Well, if the one word is, I think I'm trusting, right? do you think other people think you're trusting? Because think about it, in sales, you think in sales hmm. that most decisions are made about whether to buy or sell from you, or buy from you, you know, itself, are made when you're in the room. No. So you're going, most decisions, whether yeah. to buy or sell from you, are made probably when you're not even in the room. Yeah. They're, they're talked about. You were talked about. Your product's talked about. Your service, your company, your everything you offer are usually made when you're not in the room. Yeah. So when you're in the room, what are you doing to make sure you project what they need to know about you? Is wow. It a word? Is, it, is it a phrase? Is it an all-around package? Because you have that opportunity when you're in front of somebody. Now, when I leave today, you'll talk about me. What are you going to say about me? Now, do I care? I shouldn't care what your opinion is of me. <laughs> However, what impression did I make on you? And so when you're talking to somebody, listener out there, what if whatever you perceive about yourself, do mm. other people perceive that of you? Thought-provoking. Very thought-provoking. Now you talk about, and, and this is a good lead into this, how we are our most valuable asset that we have. Mm -hmm. There's only one of us. And you know, it's, it's really interesting when I was reading that, the first person who ever told me that, this is kind of funny, was my mother. Because she basically said, I need to have a reality check with you. Your children are going to kill you. Your family is going to kill you. They don't care that you're running a business. They don't care that you travel or you've got all these other things going on. They care about their own needs. And they guilt you to death, children. <laughs> anyway, but she's like, look, if you're not taking care of yourself, how can you even begin to take care of them? Get over your guilt for owning a business. Get over your guilt for having to travel. You do a lot. you know. And, and she really caused me to... Think about that, right? So if I'm overwrought, overdrawn from my own account, whatever that means, um, I'm not at my best. And you talk about we are our most valuable asset. So what advice would you give people if there was like one thing that, or a few things, right? The most important things that you believe that people could do to start investing in themselves right away? Personal time. Personal time, I think, is, is, is critical. And yet people will say, I don't have time for myself because I have such responsibilities and I've got too much on my plate. When the weekend comes, I'll go ahead and get some personal time. And you know what? The weekend comes and something else comes up. Mm. The minute you think that you, you, you need the personal time is when you should actually implement it. So yet, you've even heard me say this before, is that we set our calendar reminder for all the things that we have in our life, the phone calls, the meetings, mm. the dinners, the vacations, everything, <laughs> even from the soccer events, so whatever it may be, why don't we set a reminder on our calendar for ourselves? I mean, literally, I'm asking you as your listener, yeah. set a calendar reminder today after this call, you know, after this, after this meeting, whatever it may be, set a reminder to yourself to be mindful. 
what does that mean? Okay, well, let's start slow. Even if you don't have the book right now, let's just set a, a calendar reminder for five minutes okay. and just sit and breathe. Don't think about how am I breathing or how it's mm-hmm. working or what it's doing for me. Just sit and be present. Just give yourself five minutes. Think about that five minutes. What's, what was that investment in you? Now, if I gave you a personal audit of how much time you pick up that smartphone and look at stuff that isn't even valuable or mm-hmm. you look at the social media and these pictures of things that maybe you will buy, maybe you won't buy, I guarantee it's more than five minutes. The average person spends an hour and 20 minutes on a social media device just for a mere distraction of their own reality. I'm asking you as a listener, give yourself five minutes. Five minutes just to be present and breathe. Feel the effect that it has on you. Think about that five minutes. Was it worth five minutes of doing nothing but breathing? I know you'll say yes. Dive in more. Dive in. Another really powerful thing, and I think that people should try that today because, big hint, I did it this morning, and it did make a difference. You told me you, you actually you, uh, you've used the app, you've used the book. Um, the app is a simple tool to reinforce the book, but it also yeah. has so many simple little things. I don't make it complicated. I don't, people say, well, I don't have time to listen to a lot of stuff. Well, th- then you haven't seen the app because it, every, every exercise in the app is no more. It's from 5 to 15 minutes, the most 15 minutes, and that's a deeper coaching program. Um, it's short little burst of information, like the book. Short little burst, and just give yourself five or ten minutes to reset and redirect. You'll see how everything changes. Don't take my word for it. Experience it yourself. So I want to ask you this question. Um, you're very well traveled. I travel across <laughs> the world as well. Um, you know, what do you think that people, just most people, what is it that they desire most out of life that you see they're not getting that? If they were able to change their mindset, you believe every person could achieve? I think it's a, that's a question that every person's going to have to answer themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you ever stand at the airport, airport, and I do it all the time, you just kind of people watch. Yeah. You wonder where they're yeah. coming from, where they're going. You know, you don't know the troubles. You don't know their happiness. You don't know anything about them. That's what makes us so unique. Um, it's like an employee that comes in and they get the job. You have no idea where they came from, no idea what they've experienced it before, but you give them an opportunity, and they take that opportunity and they run with it. I think everybody is unique and different. Like that's the that's the beauty of it. I think that when we step back and we really start to observe the patterns and habits, mm. we, we start we start to realize there's more growth. So. What holds people back from living? You talk about living the best version of our own lives and that we update this software. So mm-hmm. I get this idea. You've got, we've got our brain, right? And we've been auto-programmed and a lot of unconscious things are coming into it. And you talk about resetting it with new software. And part of that comes through this relaxation time. And mm-hmm. there are other things. But um, what would you say that holds people back? from being the best version of themselves and looking at that every single day. I'm going to ask you that question. What do you think it is? What do you think the number one obstacle somebody has that holds them back? I think it's that when I think about myself, because I'm being intentional, it's saying I don't have the time. And it's not, um, I think it's not spending the time to just, Stop. You talk about pausing. 
when something's like, okay, when I think about a worse version of myself or a poor version of myself, it might be uh, doing, leaving something at home again, right? Or misplacing my phone again. And I say, you're so stupid. Why are you so stupid? And you can't remember. But pause and say, it's just a phone. You're obviously got too much going on in your mind. You can't remember where you put it. You know, but I think it's maybe we get into this autopilot of negative self-talk perhaps, and we just, it snowballs and we go down, me, I'm talking about myself, it can snowball, but I'm trying very intentionally to stop because I don't, I don't like that version. Well, I think you've summed it up in one word, ourself. Hmm. The biggest obstacle in front of all of us from our success and our failures is ourselves. Now, that's not being critical. I'm not being pessimistic. I'm not putting out pain out there so you should feel bad for yourself. It's the acknowledgement that you are 100% responsible for your success. So what I'm saying to you is, mm. is that, listen, when you say, well, you know, why is that person luckier than me? I could never get that. Or, you know, she is more confident, you know, as a leader. Well, if you don't think you're capable, then really will not get any farther. But if you don't know, if you don't know the information, you don't know how to get there, you find the solution. Mm-hmm. Think about the people that you've interviewed, the leaders, the successful entrepreneurs, the CEOs. They all have that common trait, drive, passion, resilience, mm-hmm. um, perseverance. Um, fear of failure is, 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 is not even... Part of their vocabulary. Right. Your failure is just an opportunity to figure out what didn't work. So don't do it again. So it's interesting. It's not necessarily, and yes, it's all important. Maybe it's their education, the training, and everything else they, you know, and the products and service they represent. But I think it's belief. What you're saying is we are in control. So to me, that's very freeing and very powerful. It's not really somebody else can stop me. I'm the one that's stopping me. And it's my mindset. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to ask you this. As part of setting yourself up for success, you know, you have people start a journal, and I actually started a journal. And this journal is like a really, um, it it's over 20 years old, this particular journal. There's a whole story behind it. And anyway, I'm finally using it, right? So 20 years in waiting, and here it is. And it has become Michelle's Mindset Journal. So I know I'm kind of excited about it. But anyway, I'm in the early days of it. Um, But one of the things that you asked, and I was going to share something with you and and with our listeners, um, you talk about as part of setting yourself up for success, you ask people to think about after they talk, after you think about, you know, what makes you unique and what do you bring to the table and where are you an expert, you say, okay, what can you do today? right? To just maintain yourself, your greatest asset. Mm-hmm. I went, well, that's interesting because I thought about all those other things and I kind of made a list that's still, is it okay that my list is like still a work in progress? Everything is a work in progress. And I'm guessing that the list right? can change over right? time. Absolutely. Yes. Everything's yes. a work in progress. So today, here's what it was. For maintaining my my asset. And these are the things I'm going to commit to. And, and it kind of evolved with the pages. But the first one was, so I'm a um I'm 
always looking and into physical fitness and being healthy into old age and all that. So it's like regular exercise and focus on stability, balance, like this well-rounded view. One hour a day, seven days a week. I'm good. That's one of my things. So um, ensuring that I get enough rest because I've been one of those people that, and I mean sleep, I'm one of those people that, you know, traditionally has been like five hours, five hours last night, but I'm really pushing it to seven. And there are things that I do, you know, to, to help me there. Um, I read before bed, no electronics upstairs. That's been at least for a year. And I am trying to go to bed earlier and start reading earlier. The challenge I have, Ricky, is when I'm reading a really good book, I don't want to stop. That's the only challenge that I have. Um, Learning when to say no, because I have a really hard time saying no. So let me ask you a question. As you made these statements on your journal hearing, you've already acknowledged it, that the journal list itself Mm. is a constant evolving process. It's never, you're never finished. Yeah, Um, that's good to know. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, but, it, but think about it. I mean, you, your likes and your your desires are going to change daily. Right. Those were probably random intentions at one point. Mm-hmm. You probably thought that way. If you and I had a question and answers you know, right now, if I had these yeah. questions and you know, I guess you give me some answers, you would probably have the you, the answers are there. But by actually physically writing the list, and you could do this on your phone. Like if you have a, if you're a note right. person, you don't have to journal. But if you're, but think about when you physically put the words down in something, whether it's typing it out or using fingers to type it on your phone, or whether you write it out on a piece of paper. Now you you're you're actually putting structure to it. You're yeah. seeing it. You're unconsciously working to manipulate yourself in that area. So. That's part of mindset training and conditioning. It's not letting the random intentions run through your head. Mm-hmm. It's literally putting them down and c- constructing, how am I going to make it happen, see myself doing it, and what's it feel like once I've achieved it? And yep. Move on to either building from that process or moving things around to adding new software. I loved going through the process. I really did. Uh, and I'll transparently tell you it took me a couple of hours. But okay. anyway. <laughs> so again, I, I don't mean to overstate it, but self-discovery never ends. We're all yeah. students of life unless you are stuck in kindergarten. So can you share with us a little bit of what might be on your list right now? What's on my list? Um, the list changes every single day. Yeah. Um, I've to, Just today alone, mm-hmm. my priority and my purpose is to serve my clients, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's serving my new clients that have not hired me yet or just wiring. I will get on the phone calls. That's my whole purpose is today. And then at the end of the day, I intentionally need to shut down and leave that where it needs to stay Yeah. Um, because I'm not going to bring it home and be pre- more present. I, I think I'm, I'm always working on how to be more present in the moment, sitting back and observing, not just always experiencing. So my list starts today. I, I actually wrote that down. Just being more present tonight. Oh, wow. Okay, so you, one of the other things that you talked about was relaxation. And, you know, when I think about it this way, I'm thinking about, um, you know, like, I don't know, sitting down reading a book. So I, reading is my big pleasure. I don't, I'm one of those people, so I don't have a TikTok account. Like, I don't, I'm only just starting Instagram, 
you know, because I kind of watch my kids, but I'm not big into the social media stuff. I, I probably should be a little bit, but my guilty pleasure is reading, and I put myself in that moment. So the TV hasn't even been on in a week. Okay, but where am I going with all this? That you talk about relaxation, but it's not necessarily that. It's not taking that vacation. And Describe how you, you think about what relaxation should be you know, can be for people sure. and the importance of that in our lives every day, not just a couple times a year. Right. It's, it's not a luxury. Mm. It's a necessity. Clearing your mind, slowing down, even just with a breath, no matter how you do it, yeah. is a powerful form of relaxation. Relaxation does not mean go on vacation. Because how many times have you ever actually talked to somebody after their vacation and usually they say, I need a vacation for well, my... Vacation. vacation. Right. <laughs> My response exhausting. is, what were you doing in the first place? And why do you need to go on vacation to relax? Why do you need to go on some beach and hear the sounds and feel mm. the sand just to relax? Why is it that you can't just sit in your office, reset and redirect, and just calm and awaken your thoughts? Welcome the tranquility, that the same space you would have been on. There's nothing wrong with being on a sandy, beautiful beach. I'm not saying don't right. do that. Yeah. I love that just like the next person. Yep. But that is not an excuse to when you have to relax. Mm. Every day is a form of relaxation. Every day is an embracing understanding of, of our thoughts, our presence, our tranquility, our happiness, our gratitude, our attitude, everything else. Wow. Okay, I think that's really interesting. Um, you also talk about, I think it's interesting because I think most people think of relaxation as taken vacation or, mm -hmm. and then if they've got like work things to do, they're, they feel guilty if they're, you know, watching a TV show or something. That's not what we're talking about. No. You're actually talking about giving yourself a little time. Yeah. I mean, like within the app, you know that because you've already experienced it, you yeah. pop the app, you open the app up and you say, okay, I want to work on one little thing. Maybe it's just my breathing. Maybe it's just attitude. Maybe it's just confidence and self-esteem. And when you do that, it's not necessarily that you're sitting and breathing. You're just hearing words that are actually changing the screen in your mind. Yep. So you, you literally have the remote control to change the channel of whatever you're thinking about. Even if you had a really busy day of meetings and backed up calls and whatever, change the channel, calm yourself down, kind of reset and redirect. What's your purpose? What's your direction? Let's see. Let's see what takes you. Possibilities are unlimited. I truly believe that. So when you say, I don't know if I can afford that vacation, you can take a vacation to mind every single day. Yep. Oh, wow. That's really cool. The power of language. Yeah. Let's talk Abs about that. Absolutely. I mean, uh, think about it. Um, what, what words itself, mm -hmm. what they mean different to everybody. One of the most powerful words to you, what's the, one of the most powerful reactive words to you is your name. Wow. Think about it. Oh, oh, I thought name, you meant my name. Yeah, your, yeah, name, my your name. name is a very powerful word to you. Yeah. When you hear your name called and somebody says your name, it's a very powerful word. Very powerful. And why? Because over a lifetime, you've given, given meaning to that word. Yeah. Who you are personality, your traits, everything about you is all wrapped up in the meaning of your name. And by the way, your wow. name means something different to a lot of people. <laughs> oh, interesting. So that's power of language, power of our thought, power of the ability to actually store so much software that guides us mm -hmm. 
I'm going to ask you this question too, and your last listeners, what is your main, what does your name mean to you? And what does it mean to other people? Hmm. Think about that when this podcast is over. We're going to challenge people today. That's a deep I want to challenge them. question. In fact, when you said, what's the most powerful word to you? I'm thinking, hate? What is it? And then you said my name and I went, Oh my gosh. Why? Like I didn't even think about that, but yet, that is. We don't. And we the don't. other thing that's interesting is, for me, how someone says your name. Mm-hmm. And that's right. It's just their all tone. of it. Yeah. Their tone, their direction, what's their purpose? Mm-hmm. Why are they saying your name? What do they want out of it? Yeah. Wow, that's really powerful. All right, I want to talk about gratitude for a moment mm-hmm. because everybody talks about gratitude. I mean, it seems like there's a lot about gratitude out there and and how... It can help you um, change your mindset, live a better life. Like, what does gratitude mean to you? And how do people make it just a part of the fiber of their being? I bet you as you're asking me that question, you're already thinking what I said earlier. Everybody's gratitude, right? (laughs) Everybody's gratitude is different. You know, you're 10 years old, your gratitude is different. Yeah. You're 20, 50. Your gratitude is different. Mm -hmm. Different perspective on a lot of things. Even now, myself as a, as a dad, as a husband, um, gratitude means so much more to me now than it did 30 years ago. And I've said this and I'll say it again. Sometimes we step back and we just give ourselves a moment to think about what certain words mean to us. They have the power to change our perspective, our, our, our present moment. And so... That's a tough one. To, you know, what gratitude means to me is totally different from the next person. But what I what I'm challenge people to, to do is become better at gratitude every day. In fact, the first line in my book is I could do better. That's not a that's not mm-hmm. a criticism. That's mm-hmm. a challenge to the reader. Can you do better? I think what I'm loving most about our conversation today and what I'm learning though is this isn't a one size fits all. There's not like a bar that you have to oh. reach. I love what you just said about gratitude. So I just think it's really, um, again, just an interesting idea to think about. It, this is a very personal journey. So mindset and how you change and what, what gratitude looks like to me would be different for you. We don't have to right. compare and contrast, right? But it's... But here's the challenge. Tonight, if you're listening, challenge you with another exercise. What does gratitude mean to you? Hmm. Spend just a few minutes on that. I know you might think that's simple. Maybe sometimes people think that's a little sappy, a little feel good, a little warm, fuzzy blanket, you know, you know, self-talk cheerleading. Hmm. But what would happen if you spent a few moments on gratitude? What do you think would happen after you stop thinking about it? Meaning you give, let's say, give yourself a little time, think about gratitude. What's the rest of your night going to be like? Yeah. We don't know until you try. So what do you think, or no, what do you believe that people could do today, right now, to just start to change their mindset? So, you know, I'm listening um, here and I'm like, okay, I'm going to order the book. I'm going to get started. But like, what could they, where would you say people need to start to set themselves up for success? Well, I'm going to tip the hat a little bit because it's in the book. 
But I'm not going to dive into it too much. You have to get the book to do this. You have to give yourself permission. Ah. Give yourself permission. Okay. And you'll dive into so much more. And that's when you use my app or the book. And I'm not trying to pitch here. I'm not trying to be the salesperson. Mm -hmm. Maybe this isn't for everybody. I get that. Give yourself permission. What does that mean? Permission to be happy, grateful, permission to succeed, be better, richer, happier, healthier, wealthier, whatever it may be. Give yourself permission. Give yourself permission. When you give yourself permission, you acknowledge it and you commit to it and you hold yourself accountable. I think self-accountability is the factor here. So let me ask you something. What do you do to keep yourself physically and mentally healthy? Oh, I don't believe in this stuff. I just talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's funny. I, I have spoken, lived this my entire life. I will continually do it. You know, the old saying is you don't profit in your own pool. And I have been very steadfast of repeating these things on a daily basis in my own home. And I've heard over and over again in life with my kids growing up, oh, Dan's just talking mindset again. <laughs> but you know what? When you repeat something over again, over again, things change. And it's wow. really funny when things come full circle, when I'm in another room and I hear somebody say, well, you know what Dad said? It's your mindset. So I think that going back to, you know, it's just, it's, it's a, I think daily, daily understanding, daily way of thinking, daily reinforcement to not let my thoughts that I own (laughs) (laughs) dominate to where it controls me to a negative place. Okay. So as we are starting to wrap up today, you, gosh, you've given us so much to think about. I want to quiz you on a couple things. Is that okay? okay? Yep. All right. Uh, One or two of your favorite books of all time. Um. I'm a storyteller. I love personal experiences. I have to say that Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Album is a a powerful book because I think it resonates with people when you have someone in your life that made an impression on you. We all have. We all have, whether it's coach, teacher, you know, parent, aunt, uncle, grandparent. Uh, I think we all have somebody that later in life we realize was a very important person. Uh, That's a phenomenal book. And, you know, motivation itself uh, self-care, self-discovery, the things that we talked about during this podcast, this is nothing new. It's been around for hundreds of years. There, you know, um, we talk about how powerful we are as human beings and what we're capable of doing. Um, our skill sets have always been there, mm-hmm. just, you know, different generations. So I think the second most favorite book is Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, yeah. And a phenomenal book, uh, Timeless, timeless, although it's, I'm reading it again. You and I talked about yeah. that. I'm reading this again, and it's so funny that it's referring to, you know, uh, so many um, past inventors and entrepreneurs. But it's great because, you know, the people, you know, the, the times have changed, but, but people are people. Yeah, it's interesting. I recently bought that book for a couple of young people here in our office. Yep. Yep. Um, favorite movie? Favorite movie. Oh, boy. I would say that my ultimate favorite movie of all time that I can never get bored watching because there's so many hidden gems within the movie. And we still, to this day in our generation, still quote this movie as The Godfather. Oh, my goodness. 
Yes, The Godfather, I think, and uh, it's funny, my wife had never seen it until we got married, and now it's her favorite movie. movie. Yes, yes. It was an amazing yeah, movie. Great movie, great movie. Life, life lessons, so many great pivotal hidden gems, little pearls that were dropped, and if you, you look at those, don't, don't let the pearls sit on the floor. Pick up the pearls. That's incredible. Um, I just I'm not saying go out and kill people, but I'm just saying there's a lot of structural things in that movie, yes. (laughs) Well, you know, when they put together that movie, though, um, I I recently watched, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I did watch a TV series on Paramount Plus. I don't know if you heard about it, but it's about the making of The Godfather. Yes, I did, yes, yes. Very phenomenal, but very well done. It was very, very, very well well done, done. yes. But it wasn't about the mob, was it? The mafia, it was about about family. Yes, yes, yeah. And the loyalty of family taking care of each other. You're so. talking about, um, I, I can't escapes the name. Um, uh, I know, I can't, I, I love yeah, it the was show. Robert Evans, the producer, who I actually met yes. many years ago. You and, did? Yeah, I have his book, oh. and uh, it's it's a great book. Yeah, but so in, in What he, a story. And the actor that played Robert Evans had him spot on. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. Anyway, Didn't he? He yes, looked just yes, like him, yes, too. Yes, he did. Mannerisms, everything. And yeah, mm-hmm. I had a chance to really talk to Robert many years ago, and it was pretty cool. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, favorite vacation spots? Home. Oh, that's so nice. Home. Home. So you probably... I travel around the world, yes. Right. But, but I, my favorite vacation is being home. So you probably have a, created a, a space and a place that you just feel good in. It's, it's really interesting the kitchen. you said that. <laughs> is that where you like that's to be kitchen. in your kitchen? Yes, yes. That's great. Yeah. And hobby. Hobby. Um, Hobby is my career. Yeah, that's, that's my hobby. I, I, you know, I, uh, I, I love what I do. I get to do this. I get to do this every single day, and uh, it's it's fun. And I make a living from it. But when you really love what you do, it becomes you know a hobby. It becomes a passion. It becomes you know your go to. Wow, you have just given us so many wonderful things to think about today. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. Oh, no. Thank you for being here. So um, for everyone listening again, uh, Ricky Kalman, the book is Leverage Your Mindset, available on Amazon. There's a QR code in there to download the app. It's just a really powerful book. Thank you. I appreciate you for sharing your insights oh, Thank you. With thank you so much for with your today. questions and your engagement and looking through the book and doing your research and it's so awesome <laughs> um, and if you want you can dive into the app today you can go to your app store and search the title ricky kalman so you go to your okay. app store and put my name in but uh you did your due diligence and i love the fact that you dived into this it wasn't just hey we've got an author today we've got to talk about this <laughs> you are experiencing what i've been talking about and uh, experiencing it in a very unique way like everybody should everybody's going to be different with it so um i'm glad you got something out of it and um thanks for having me on sharing with your listeners Thanks. Hey, it's Michelle. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoy our podcast and know someone who you believe would make a great guest, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and let's talk. I'd love to hear your feedback. And as always, may it inspire you in your own personal and professional journey of life.